0: It's only 7.44, <laughs> according to that clock, amen. No, I'm aware that that is 10 minutes behind, and I'll, I'll just try to stay aware of that, amen. Exodus chapter 3, beginning with verse 9. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. Say, come to me. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, I will send you. Say, send you. To Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that have sent you. That I have sent you, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. And Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus, you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful for your grace, your mercy. We're glad for your word, God, and what you've already done for us and with us, Lord Jesus, and in us, in this service already. And Lord, we ask that through the ministering of your word that you would draw us closer and deeper in our relationship with you. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I think it's interesting that the Catch phrases if you will I don't know that they're catch phrases But they certainly are uh, in my lesson tonight Amen That in verses 9 and 10 there of Exodus chapter 3 That they could be summed up Israel, the cry of Israel Has come to me And I'm going to send you 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 could sum those two verses up With that right there they are crying out to me, and I'm going to send you. Amen. Now, I think it's, I think it's interesting, and it's, it's probably just human nature, that every one of us, it's not a fault necessarily. It is a weakness within our human nature. Amen. But it is human nature, indeed, that we would all wonder, why me? Or we would all kind of wonder, couldn't you find somebody else, or isn't there somebody better suited, or isn't there somebody that could minister a little better to that that son or daughter of yours, Lord? Couldn't you send somebody else? And that's what I want to talk to you tonight on this thought. Who am I? Amen? Who am I? God had said to Moses, the people have cried out to me, and I'm going to send you to free them. Now, it's it's, it's imperative that we know exactly what that entails, amen, because you and I have been tasked with the same, amen, um, challenge in that we are being sent into this lost and undone world from the time that God saves us and delivers us, amen, our new commission, our uh, great commission, amen, is that we are to go. That we are supposed to be out in the highways and the byways. And what was Moses' job that he found himself saying, who am I? Amen. It was the job that was given to him, and it was literally this. You're going to go to a people that are enslaved, that are in bondage, and I'm expecting you to go there and face the adversary, face the enemy, face the taskmaster, face the one that has enslaved them, amen, and I want you to set them free. Moses, that's your job. And Moses is standing on the side of that mountain knowing the mistakes and the errors that he has made in his life. And the fact that maybe we could even say Moses had tucked his tail and run at a certain point and was kind of trying to stay out. Of the, 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 the call that God had given him And now God has caught him And got his attention and said You know what I've heard their cry And they're crying out to me And I'm going to send you And Moses's first response And I believe sometimes it's, it's all of our response At least at one time or another Where we will stand back and go But who am I? Why, why me? Why am I the one that you want to do it? And here is the answer, praise God, that God gives to Moses the assurance that he says, I will certainly be with you. Isn't that awesome? That we have been, uh, uh, if you will, we have been challenged. We have been set forth on a task, amen, that is our job To go to a people and bring them the gospel of Jesus Christ—that liberating power of the gospel of Jesus Christ—that no matter what a man fetter or chain that someone might be wearing, no matter what bondage or addiction they may find themselves in, no matter what pit of sin they may be wallowing in, amen. It's a gospel that can bring them out. It's a gospel that can and will liberate. It's a gospel that we. We don't have to wonder if uh, we know it will. Amen. And praise God. God said to him. And I want you to look at that word in verse 12. Amen. He said, I will certainly. He's telling him, this is a promise. This is something you can take to the bank. This is something you can count on. I'm certainly going to be with you. Before Moses, you get into your list of why you can't or why you shouldn't or why you're not the person or what you don't know or how you're not studied up or the They're not going to respect you or or you're afraid of this or you're scared of that. Let me tell you something. I promise you, when you get there, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be with you. Amen. Isn't that powerful? Praise God. And let me tell you what enslaved those people. Amen. It was fear. Fear. Fear enslaved them. The Egyptians saw that they were so large in the land of Goshen, amen, and saw that they were growing and multiplying to such an extent, praise God, that the new Pharaoh that did not know Joseph said, if we don't do something about these people, one day they just might rise up and overthrow us. That's fear. That's intimidation, amen, that they were afraid. Let me tell you something. When it comes, amen, to to liberation and freedom, praise God, and bringing the gospel to somebody. Don't allow fear to enslave you, amen. You have been tasked, you have been promised, you have been anointed, you have been commissioned, you have been directed, you have been called and set aside, amen, for the task and the job that God has given you. Don't allow fear to handcuff you. Don't allow fear to put the chains and the and the and the and the, bo- and the shackles on your feet, amen. Go and know that when you go, you're going with God can I get an amen so we know what he wanted them to do amen praise the Lord hallelujah and and so often we find ourselves making this thing about us do you know that church praise God and the ministry and the kingdom is not about you and I I wish I had more than three or four people that agreed with that on a Wednesday night can I just hear an amen? amen all right This thing is not about us, praise God. God had said to Moses, Moses, I want you to go and set some folks free. I want you to set your people free free Amen. man and his first response rather than God what do I need do I need a sword do I need a, a horse or a camel do I have anybody that's going with me it was not his first question his first question was but who am I, man we have got a man to stop making this thing about us hallelujah this gospel that we are tasked to take yes it involves us to do it amen but whenever we come into the house of God it's not about whether we like the fast songs or the slow songs it's not about whether we like the new songs or the old songs and and let me just point at brother Keith it's not about whether it's too hot in here or too cold in here amen so often God is trying to set us in a position and a place amen where folks can be liberated and set free and we're worried about ourselves and we're caught up in our comfort zone. And we're wondering, amen, what, why me or what's next for me or what's in it for me or what's it going to cost me. Amen. Let's stop asking questions about ourselves. And know we have a promise and this is that promise. That whatever we set out to do, God is certainly going to be with us. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not about our shortcomings. It's not about how much you know about the word of God. It's not about whether you're... It's just Bible studies just aren't your thing. Or talking to people just isn't your thing. Amen. Moses was saying, this ain't my thing, God. Hallelujah. But God said, that's all right. It's not going to fall wholly on your shoulders. Hallelujah. It's not going to be up to you. It's not going to be by you. It's not going to be through you. I'm going to certainly be with you. And I promise you that if you'll go, amen, they're coming out. They're crying out to God some folks don't even know that they are you know those saturday nights brother don <laughs> hallelujah that we've we've had holding the throne the porcelain throne amen begging god i promise i'll never do that again i'll i'll never go there again i'll never amen people are crying out hallelujah i'm here to tell you that when people get into positions and situations and circumstances in their life i'm here to tell you you may not ever uh, i don't, maybe you will maybe you won't but you may not ever see an atheist cry out to god but i'm here to tell you when that spirit deep down inside of them and humanity starts hurting and their flesh starts suffering I'm here to tell you a thing or two amen you'll find you may find them whispering in the corner hallelujah or in the silence and the darkness of their bedroom and in the loneliness hallelujah underneath the covers oh God if you're out there will you help me oh God if you're out there will you bring me out oh God if you are real <laughs> how many have ever asked that oh God if you're real show yourself to me And then all of a sudden, Moses will come from the Lighthouse United Pentecostal Church in O'Fallon, and he'll knock on a door. The Moseses will come, and they'll see them in the Walmart, hallelujah, where they're bound and they're afflicted and they're addicted, hallelujah. They're lonely and oppressed and depressed, praise God. But the Moseses, hallelujah, that maybe think they're insufficient and insecure and unable and unqualified and unskilled and unanointed, if they'll just go, I'm here to tell you if you just open your mouth praise God certainly God will be with you who will you tell them? Amen. Sent you. Who will you tell them? Brought you there. Praise God. He said, "Don't tell them your qualifications. Don't tell them what your skill set is, Moses. You don't have to give them your pedigree. Amen. You don't have to send a resume ahead of you. Praise God. You just tell them that the I Am has sent you. You just tell them that you're there, and you know, Hallelujah. You know what it is to, Amen, to be bound. You know what it is to be in Egypt. You know what. It is to be addicted does anybody here know what it is hallelujah to be a sinner and be saved by the grace of god and the mercy of the most high hallelujah i'm here to tell you that if you'll go to them he'll be with you he'll not just be with you but if you just tell them about him and not about you if you just tell them about him hallelujah and what he's done and not how good you are hallelujah He didn't just send Moses to Egypt, amen, to deliver the children of Israel. The Bible tells us that there was a dual purpose. He said, I'm not only going to show the children of Israel that I'll bring them out, but I'm going to show the Egyptians that I am God. And he did, amen. Can I get an amen? Two ways we will make it, amen, about us is we ask, what will we get out of it, amen? And we want to know, what exactly do I have, amen, to contribute to this, You know, this is not something new, and it's not, amen, just something that Moses went through. We can visit very many of the, of the patriarchs and matriarchs, amen, of the Old and New Testament and find out that there were many people that had this, uh, this mindset, this uh, up front when God had confronted them with something that they needed to do or somewhere that they needed to go, all of a sudden there was a pulling back. All of a sudden that flesh would rise up, or all of a sudden the insecurities would come a man floating to the top, and all of a sudden, the 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 guy or the gal, a man that that we hold so dear in respect and respect and and reverence for, a man, we we don't realize that underneath the surface there are some weaknesses and insecurities. A man, God had called Gideon, a man to uh, praise the Lord, uh, to to go and and do a task, a man for him, a man, and Gideon, watch this, because this is gonna this is gonna be where a lot of us are. Gideon decided. God, first of all, he talked to him. He said, you know, Lord, uh, uh, that thing that you asked me to do, how many of you have reminded God what he's asked you to do? (laughs) You know, Lord, you asked me to do such and such and so and so. You remember that? God hasn't forgotten that. Amen. And so Gideon starts out and he says, well, here's what I'm going to do, God. If this is still your will, I'm going to set this fleece out there. And if it's still your will... I want you to let the dew rest on this fleece and let the, the ground around it remain dry. You know, it's, it's all right to fleece, God. It's all right to try. That's, that's okay. It's all right to pray and ask God to do certain things, amen, show you certain things. He, he doesn't get offended by that, amen. He knows your, your flesh. He knows you got, you got some insecurity. I've got them, too. I do it, too, amen. Well, watch Gideon. Gideon picks up that fleece the next morning, and the Bible says that he actually wrung it out, Sister Cozart. That he wrung that thing out. And it even says this. He wrung out a bowl full. See, God makes things clear. It wasn't like Gideon could have picked it up and just wrung out a drop and then went, well, I'm still not sure. But watch this. Gideon then says, Lord, don't be mad at me. But if you would now let the dew be on the ground and not on the fleece then because see I, so, Lord sometimes I don't talk real clear and I don't hear real good so maybe you just got confused on what I wanted you to do so why don't do this time why don't this time God why don't you just do the opposite and God did it God let the dew fall on the ground and the fleece was dry as a bone amen but God doesn't stop there because God says Gideon here's what I want you to do you've still got too many people with you, amen? See, we, 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 we get tasked with these things that God wants us to do and we immediately start wondering about our skill set we start wondering about our experiences. We start wondering if we're good enough, or, or if we're if we're educated enough, or or whatever the case may be. You can play, you can fill. I'm sure you have already filled in the blanks while I have been talking. You know what area you have struggled and battled with. Amen. Everybody else in the Bible did too. Because then Gideon now, uh, God decides that with Gideon, you know what? I'm not even going to let Gideon think that he's going to pull this off because he's got enough guys with him. Can I get an amen? Amen. Sometimes we'll call folks and ask them questions and can you help me with this? And can you do, and that's okay and that's all right. But God said, you know what, Gideon? I'm not even going to let you have confidence in those that are around you. And so he said, I want you to take them down to the river. And God knew how, how Gideon and how human beings are. Because if he would have told Gideon which ones he was going to release and which ones he was going to keep, amen, Gideon probably would have went around and started whispering to people, hey, I want you to drink the water this way. And I want you to drink the water that way. But no, God said, you just take them down to the river. And the ones that get down on their knees and they drink, hallelujah, the, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something with them. And the ones that lap like a dog, in other words, scoop that water and bring it to their mouth, amen, Though I'm going to do something else with them so Gideon takes them down to the river and and they they all drink their way and he takes them down there and God sends every body home except 300 people for Gideon to go to battle and to go to war with but watch this God said I am going before you I'm gonna be with you here's the catch It's never about us or our skill set or our experience or our testimony. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how afraid you are. It doesn't matter how weak you are. It doesn't matter if you feel like, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of folks that are here supporting me or going with me or going to be in battle with me or that know what I'm going through. It doesn't matter if you just feel like you are the few with God. You are the, 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 the many, hallelujah, if I can say that. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, hallelujah. If you just have God, you got everyone and everything and everywhere else outnumbered. Can I get an amen? If you've got God on your side, and you do, I'm here to tell you tonight that you do. It's not about who I am. It's not about what I do. It's not about where I've been, hallelujah. It's the fact that I'm going, and I'm going to take one step in front of the next step, and the left foot in front of the right foot. And you know who's going to be marching right ahead of me and right beside me, hallelujah? God promises that he will be there, and God promises that if he wants me to do it, hallelujah, he's going to give me the power to pull it off, hallelujah, hallelujah. And, and Gideon, Moses, these guys, Jacob was the same way. Jacob was in the middle of the bush after he had sent one part of his family this way and the other part of his family that way. And, and long before he was wrestling with the Lord, he was wrestling with his flesh saying, you know what, when Esau gets here, he's a lot bigger and badder and stronger and meaner and focused. Amen. When Esau get here, gets here, he's got a plan and a purpose and he's going to hurt me and he's going to break me up and he's going to do all kinds. of matter of fact, he swore that he's going to take me my life, and then all of a sudden, God shows up, because Jacob, it's not about you, Jacob, it's not about, can you do it, can you pull it off, can you make it, can you get over it, hallelujah, he began to wrestle, and Jacob did the right thing, he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me, I'm not going to face Esau until I've got you on my side, Moses learned his lesson. We know Moses later on in Scripture said, God, we're not going if you're not going. We'll stay right here. If you're not going with us, we'll stay right here. Moses learned his lesson. I know if I got to go, then I got to go. But if I got to go, I'm not going without him. Amen? Anybody ever learned that lesson? All right. Let me tell you one more story. Amen? The book of John, chapter 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah of John chapter 8 beginning with verse 1. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery and when they had set her in the midst they said to him, teacher this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned but what do you say? Now I'm going to come back to this. Stop right there, guys, back there. I'll come back to this. Now we've talked about folks that were, that were being sent to liberate. We've talked about a few that were going into battle or they were facing a struggle or a wrestling match. Amen. And the, the, the catch was not them it wasn't about their comfort zone. It wasn't about how they felt. It wasn't those things weren't important. The important thing was that they did them with God, and that God was there with them. Can I get an amen? Was I clear on that? I hope I taught that part of the lesson right. Now we got to talk about a woman, and and you know we're going to bring this in. We're going to talk about someone caught up in sin. God's not a respecter of persons, and God doesn't rank sin. Can I get an amen? Okay, here are the Pharisees have drugged this woman, and, and I've told this story. I, 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 probably, I probably preached about the woman caught in adultery the last time I preached. I think I brought her up. But let me, let me put a little bit of a, a different twist to it, something I feel like the Lord delivered to me. Here's this woman being drugged down the street, and you guys, you can use your imagination and imagine what she was going through. Because when they're dragging her down the road, I can only imagine that as they're dragging her down the road, she notices that some of the, the men, Brother Miller, are picking up rocks along the way. They're, they're finding, well, oh, that, that's the one I want to hit her with. That's the one, you know, when, when Jesus gives us the green light, this is the one I'm tossing. Okay, can I, is, is it fair to, and they get her down into the middle of the square there, and Jesus is there. And they sit her in the midst of them. And they say to him, Moses in the law says that this woman ought to be stoned. Can you imagine her eyebrows went up, or maybe her eyebrows did go up, maybe her hands went up, and she's, she's just peeking through the cracks in her fingers. She, Jesus is expecting it at any moment. And so, her knowing the law, that what they are saying is true, probably half expected Jesus just to clear himself a little bit of room and say, yeah, you guys are right. By the the law, that's what we ought to do. But watch this. If you'll notice that when they set her down, it's in that moment that she's nothing more than a prop. Can I get an amen? Anybody following me? She's nothing more than a prop to them. She's nothing more than a bait, if you will. And so if you wanted to, you could really take this story and just slide her back out of the way. Because right now, these men are making this about a test for Jesus. Okay, let me read that to you. I want you to know that I'm I'm in the Word. Verse 6, this they said, testing him. See that? That they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So their whole purpose was not justice. Their whole purpose here, could have just moved her out of the way. Their whole purpose was catching him breaking the law. It was catching him saying something that was against the word of God. They were trying to catch him uh, being contradictory to what Moses, their father, had taught them. Can I get an amen? And so now to them, it's about him. Now watch this. She's in the midst of them. He bids down and he starts to write in the sand. He's scratching something in the sand. I'm just, can I just, I'm just gonna say right up front, nobody knows what he wrote in the sand. Neither does Brother Perryman. The Lord didn't whisper this to me in a dream last night. But I'm gonna use some evidence of what he what what they did not see. Okay? And we can get that from Scripture, praise the Lord. So he stooped down and he wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear them say he's ignoring them. He's ignoring them. He's ignoring the righteous, the, the self-righteous religious group of people. He's just ignoring them, amen. He's not paying attention at this point to what they are saying. So much so, and we don't know what he wrote, so much so that it says So when they continued asking them, he raised himself up and said to them. So we know that he ignored them for, I don't know if it was seconds or minutes, I don't know what it was. But we know that he ignored them and he wasn't paying attention anymore to what they were saying. Because all they were doing was trying to trip him up. All they were doing was trying to, amen, execute the the letter of the law, amen. And so he ignored them, amen. You want to get ignored? Be self-righteous. Okay. All right. So now we know a man that he's ignoring them, and this is what he stands up the second time because he gets tired of hearing them, and he says, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Watch this. Stay with me. Are you with me? And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. So he's writing a second time. Right now, it's now not about her. He has turned it, and it's now no longer about him. And he has made it about them. Can I get an amen? I see a few Wednesday night nods. I'm just trying to be clear. I'm not trying to go slow. I'm not even trying to blow your mind. I just want to be clear. I want to be clear here on Wednesday night. Then those who, I want you to say it with me. Then those who, what? What? who heard it. What he was scratching on the ground had nothing to do with them. We've heard that preached all kinds of ways. I've heard it preached. I've preached it all kinds of ways. Can I say that? I've preached it all kinds of ways. It doesn't say, and when they saw it, when they read it, what convicted them Was when he said to them, If you're without sin, you can throw a stone. That's what convicted them. Then watch. And by their conscience, what bothered them? The Rolodex of errors and sins and things that they had committed. That if They were held to the letter of the law. They might as well come and sit in that little circle with that little lady that they drove down there to have her stoned. In their conscience, they begin to think what they heard him say. If you're without sin, you throw a stone. If you're able to do it, if you're so righteous and clean and pure, then you start stoning her. You be the first one to throw it. And when they heard that, not read it, not saw it. When they heard that, they begin to think in their conscience, the Bible tells us. They begin to look over their life they begin to look over moments in their life where they could say if they were honest with themselves and we know that they were I'm no better than her I'm in no better position than she is I can't walk any higher than she can I'm not on any higher road than what she is but she's despicable and gross and nasty and we caught her and we saw it and we drug her down here and there's no, it, there's no question that she did it but just because your sins are hidden and nobody saw you and nobody watched you and nobody drug you down here if you're without sin, then you start throwing rocks, amen. And the Bible says that they were convicted, amen. What does that mean? But within themselves, they found themselves guilty, amen. The verdict was this: we're as guilty as she is guilty, and by their own conscience went out one by one, being with the oldest even to the last. Amen. What does that mean? Maybe the oldest guy had the most, the, the, the longest list. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he was the first one to go, whoa, 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 whoa. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> I'm out. And then the younger one starts saying, well, I mean, if he can't stick around, I guess, I guess we all better head out. Now watch this. They heard it. They were convicted in their conscience. They went out one by one, oldest to the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman. If you're wondering, with your weaknesses, your insecurities, your failures, your failures, child of God, the errors that are in your life, maybe the weights that Paul talked about. Maybe you're sitting here tonight and you're saying, who am I? Who am I that he's going to use me? Who am I that he's going to stand by me? Who am I? that he's going to deliver me and bring me out or heal me or raise me up or put me out front or or anything. Who am I? Can you imagine what that lady was feeling in that moment? She was lonely and hopeless and helpless. Oh, hallelujah. You know what? You may you may not you may not get this tonight, but one day you're going to be sitting in a position and you're going to be lonely and you're gonna be hopeless and you're going to be helpless. And you're going to feel like there's no answer for you. You're going to feel like there's nobody on your side. There's nobody with you. I pray to God you never feel that way. But let me tell you something. You're a human being and you're living the same life that I'm living. And you're the same world that I'm in. You're in the same country. You see the same folks. I know that one day you're going to wonder, who is it that's beside me? Who's going to fight for me? Who's going to go to war for me? Who's going to stand up for me? Well, let me tell you something. It may not be anybody in the flesh. <laughs> Hallelujah. It may not be anybody that you can look down one aisle and down the other it may not be anybody that's on your speed dial you may not find anybody in your top one two three four top ten list in your phone rolodex hallelujah but i'm here to tell you no matter where you've been no matter what you've done no matter what you feel no matter what you think no matter how lonely hopeless helpless hallelujah weak insecure or how rotten and dirty you have been He's standing there, even if you're alone, he's right there by your side. When everybody else walks away, when everybody else feels like they've got nothing more to contribute, I'm here to tell you, he's right there by your side. Is this all right Wednesday night? Oh, hallelujah. This gives me confidence. This gives me strength, hallelujah. This gives me power, hallelujah, that tomorrow morning when I wake up and I pull on my jacket, hallelujah, or I won't wear a jacket tomorrow, will be too hot, but whenever I pull on my work t-shirt, hallelujah, and I walk out of the house, Brother Mark, and I feel like, you know what, I was the preacher last night, I'm, I'm probably in pretty good standings with the Lord, and then I go out and bump my toe, and I make a mistake, or I trip, or I fall, or somebody on the job site tests and temps and pushes and pokes and prods at me hallelujah and that big ugly grizzly wolf bear praying mantis that comes out of me hallelujah and wants to bite and sting and destroy something or somebody somewhere hallelujah I'm here to tell you that God's going to be standing there and he's going to say child I'm on your side I'm with you I'm for you I'm in you I'm going to fight and stand up and be here on your behalf we have one mediator hallelujah between man and God and that's the man Christ Jesus Jesus. She didn't have anybody else standing between her and her accusers but the man Jesus Christ. And watch what he was doing. He was not tearing down the law. He wasn't breaking the law. He wasn't going against the word of God. He wasn't being contradictory. Hallelujah. For as a matter of fact, he said himself, I'm not here to do away with the law, but I'm here to fulfill the law. And what he was doing, hallelujah, he was fulfilling, he was paying the bill, he was picking up the tab. He was saying, Grace and mercy is extended to you today. Man, I need that. In my life. Man, I need that in my life. Not yesterday. Not a year ago, not 10 years ago, not 1994 when I came, amen, to the truth, praise God. I need that today. I'm going to need it an hour from now. I'm going to need it, hallelujah, when I lay my head on the pillow later. I'm going to need it when I wake up tomorrow morning. I'm going to need it around lunchtime. I'm going to need it in the evening, hallelujah. I'm going to need it when I'm on the mountaintop. I'm going to need it when I'm in the valley. I'm going to need it when I'm somewhere in between, hallelujah, whether I'm walking, running, crawling, hallelujah, sitting still, swimming, or drowning. I need the mercy and grace of God so what was he writing I don't know exactly but this is what I do know he wasn't writing anything to them can I get an amen then those that heard it they left they didn't see it didn't read it they walked away woman where are those those accusers of yours has no one condemned you and then it was about that time that she started looking through the cracks of her fingers and she started to lower her hand and she said there's no one Lord you've shooed them all away oh hallelujah you've shooed them all away the hornets were swarming your head and the master just stepped in and brushed them away and sent them away not by breaking the law not by doing something out of out of character or out of normal amen. He was in the he was God in the flesh His character never changed. he's the same yesterday today and forever hallelujah and when he stood there he was not going against the law hallelujah he was fulfilling it. He was paying the tab. He was paying the debt. Hallelujah. And she sat there with nobody that could accuse her. Why? He ran to her aid. He ran hallelujah to her rescue. he They thought that they had him in a pinch. Amen. But he was there hallelujah all along to be that woman's rescuer. Hallelujah. They thought that they drug him down there to get him caught up and twist him up and get him to figure out what was he going to do or maybe even give them permission to puff up up and be self-righteous and throw rocks, hallelujah, they thought they had him in a place, amen, but all along his plan and his purpose was to walk down there and while they were talking and running their mouths and getting all haughty and puffed up, hallelujah, he began to just ignore them and quit paying attention to them and he reached down there and I think it was a simple message, hallelujah, because we know he was God, manifest in the flesh, I believe it was simple, like he said to Moses, I am that I am, hallelujah, and I believe. Something rose up in her, and she realized this isn't just average Joe, hallelujah. This isn't just the carpenter's son that's come down here to stand and and command me to be stoned, hallelujah. This is somebody else, hallelujah. This is something special. This is the most high God, hallelujah. And he ignored, and then he shooed them away. And I believe, hallelujah, that he knelt down one more time and began to write as they were walking away slowly. I don't know where. I'm not saying word for word. I'm just saying this is the idea, You just let them know that I am certainly with you. Just like he told to Moses. You let them know when you walk in there and they want to know whose word you're coming in. You just tell them, I am that I am. Young lady, these folks are down here to stone you and kill you. I know you're wondering who are you and why you and... You're all alone and you're hopeless and helpless. I understand that. But here's my promise. Just like he said to Moses, I am certainly with you. Isn't that amazing? Why don't we stand today? Hallelujah. We're not going to do any music. amen. I know know Charlotte's squirming. She was like, she had one foot in the aisle. Do I go up? Do I stay back here? This this is going to be one of those things. Maybe it's just an arrow you're going to put in your quiver. But let me just tell you something. If God has called you to something that you and he Mighty because it doesn't matter what I think, it doesn't matter what the folks next to you think. If you have been called to do something for the kingdom of God, it's awesome. Hallelujah! Each and every one of you we we go through the the parables the the coin that was out of the collection, the the sheep that was wandering the hill, Just, just the one coin, the one sheep, hallelujah, the one son. They they were so important, so important. But one coin of, of ten coins is just ten. It's just ten it's percent. You know, if we to God, point zero 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 one percent is too many gone. If God has called you to something mighty and powerful, and He's anointed you and. And given you've you've found some areas in the kingdom of God where it's kind of easy for you to do things. And you see God using you in those things. Amen. Don't ever stop and hesitate and say, but nobody ever asked me to do anything. Nobody ever qualified me. I'm not educated. I'm not skilled. I'm not experienced. There is something that God wants us all to do. It may be outside the walls of this church. You may never be asked to do anything in here, but God wants us all to work for his kingdom. Gideon, Jacob, others, if you're in a battle right now and you're facing an enemy and you're struggling and you're fighting and you're battling and you don't understand what you're up against, and you don't know if you got, you don't know if you got the, the weapons or the know-how or the where is it going to come from or how am I going to get out? Amen. Know this. God is on your side. It's not about who am I? It's about who he is. And he's everything. You got mistakes? Problems? Errors? You've tripped, you've stumbled, you fall. You you got calluses on your spiritual knees not from praying, from skinning them up every day and getting back up. Hallelujah. You got mistakes in your life and sins? Sins. Can I say sins in 2017? Nope, but it seems like we don't have any sinners. Everybody now has got issues. You know, issues. Sins. You got weights and sins in your life. You're still not alone. We sang the song. Thank you, Brother Matthew. You did a great job. All those of you that that helped out and were behind him. Amen. Everybody did an awesome job. Don't you think Brother Matthew did a great job? <clears throat> Once again, he did you pick that song? Okay. Once again, he picked a song right before I spoke. We're never forsaken. We're never by ourselves. Sometimes we feel like we're out in front of everybody, and everybody's staring at us and looking at us, and we're low down and dirty and filthy and nasty and gross, and chances are they're in the same boat with us. And guess what? God is still standing there beside you. Amen? Would you pray right now and receive this message right now? Would you just begin to pray specifically? God, would you let this word settle on my heart and God even deeper and greater? Would you begin to let the seed? I'm going to pray this right now in church. I want you to begin to pray it and feel it and receive it. God, in the name of Jesus, would you allow the seed of your word to begin to be planted in my heart? Hallelujah. That it would begin to take root in me and it would it would it would it would firm up my belief in you and it would firm up my faith in you and would begin to grow forth and bring forth fruit that I would be that tree hallelujah Lord that's not barren that's not without fruit that I'm just standing here oh me and oh my and who am I but God let me have confidence not in still not in myself God but let me have confidence in you to know that all things are possible hallelujah to Jesus Christ that strengthens me let me know God that you're with me and for me and in me let me know whatever I'm facing whatever I'm called to or whatever I'm caught up in the middle of God that you have promised to be there with me and we lean and depend on you and everybody said in Jesus name amen God bless you on this Wednesday night have a great week praise the Lord shake one another's hand be friendly amen and God bless you bring somebody with you on Sunday and let them feel this as well in Jesus name